Welcome to the Dementia Connections podcast, where each week we share the latest research, expert advice, and stories about living well with dementia. I'm Carolyn Brandley, the editor at Dementia Connections. This week we are celebrating Music Therapy Month in Canada by sharing stories about the power of music. First up is an article written by award-winning author and music therapist Jennifer Buchanan that provides insight into how music can enrich the lives of people living with dementia. For our second story this week, we revisit an article from our archive about Voices in Motion, an intergenerational choir that includes people with dementia that may even provide a defense against further cognitive and mental decline. As always, you'll find the full articles and the links to related resources at DementiaConnections.ca. Let's get right to the stories. The Soothing Power of Music, written by Jennifer Buchanan. Every month prior to COVID-19, Donna brought her husband Brian to the community center for drumming and singing, a music therapy program designed specifically for people living with dementia, their loved ones and care partners. Since the mid-1950s, certified music therapists have facilitated a wide variety of music experiences connected to specific goals, including singing, listening to music, counseling, songwriting, and instrument exploration. Music therapists support people living with dementia and their care partners by ensuring everyone in a therapy session has an opportunity to feel heard, to connect, and experience moments of feeling good. When music therapists use music, one can expect to witness repeating impact from week to week and month to month. Music has long been known to trigger powerful recollections, but now brain scan studies show even more. The part of the brain known as the medial prefrontal cortex sits just behind the forehead and helps us travel down memory lane. What happens is that a piece of familiar music serves as a soundtrack for a mental movie that starts playing in our head, suggests Peter Janana, a cognitive neuroscientist at the University of California. Back in the music therapy session, the music therapist had carefully placed drums and percussion instruments in the middle of a chair circle. By 10 a.m., 10 couples, including Donna and Brian, entered the room and selected their seats. Donna, 58, and Brian, 62, were the youngest members of the group. Donna was usually vibrant while mingling around the room, making some people laugh while she helped others. On this day, Donna looked unusually tired. After she found two chairs side by side, the music therapist walked over to her, pointed to another chair across the circle, and said, Donna, that chair and drum is available. I will sit next to Brian today. Though music therapy will not heal Brian of dementia, it can provide regular moments of clarity, autonomy, and relief when music is used intentionally, in the right way, at the right time, and with a trained practitioner beside. The music therapist will sit close to some members to provide verbal, nonverbal, and musical cues of support. For Donna, the music therapy session will create a space around her worries, 
even for a brief period of time, allowing her to get as much rest and renewal as possible within the hour, and may even give her the potential to see her husband in an old light, less as someone to be cared for, and more as the kind of partner she always knew. As the session continued, Donna went through a visible transformation. First, she closed her eyes, and within a few minutes, she was heard drumming above all the others. After 20 minutes, the drumming came to a stop, and she leaned back in her chairs with her eyes closed, and her face looked relaxed. Music is an effective and very efficient at fostering positive social connections by promoting trust and cooperation within a diverse gathering of people. Dr. Alan Harvey puts it this way, in a group context, music-related activities encourage the formation of bigger social networks, help to define cultural identity, and may represent a safe haven in which individuals can interact and share experiences. In his research from 2020, he documented the links between music and the hormone oxytocin and the influence that they have on physical and mental well-being, the key roles they play in bonding and feelings of attachment, and their positive impact on social recognition and social memory. As people's lives in the world becomes more complex, society continues to seek new ways to feel connected and feel well. The informed music therapist in the diverse sessions they provide help to artfully and skillfully build that bridge of connection and wellness. Each session is designed with several factors in mind, including the client's physical health, communication abilities, cognitive skills, emotional well-being, and interests. After an initial assessment and establishment of mutually agreed goals, the music therapist will embark on either creative or receptive process. And in both cases, no previous music experience is necessary. The music therapist will adapt every session to meet the current needs of the individual or group. The therapeutic relationship is considered one of the strongest predictors of successful therapy. Establishing such a relationship requires training and experience. American psychologist Carl Rogers defines a helping relationship as a relationship in which at least one of the parties has the intent of promoting the growth, development, maturity, improved functioning, and improved coping with life of the other. Certified music therapists are members of the Canadian Association of Music Therapists, a professional organization that ensures MTAs have all the necessary education, resources, and guidelines they require to ensure best care practices and public safety. After the drumming stopped and there was a brief moment of silence, the music therapist picked up their guitar and strummed a few chords, leading into a song both Donna and Brian loved. Brian sang every word, frequently looking at the therapist in the eyes with a warm smile of recognition. When the song ended, the music therapist asked Brian, How did the music make you feel today? As Donna took a deep breath, ready to answer for him from across the room, Brian smiled knowingly and said, Music makes me happy. Finally, Donna released an audible breath of relief. To see the full article and to learn more about music therapy and the Canadian Association of Music Therapists, please go to dementiaconnections.ca. 
Voices in Motion, written by Yuki Hayashi. If you've ever felt the electricity of joining with others in song, you'll understand the appeal of choir. In fact, one national survey found choir singing to be among Canada's most popular pastimes, with 3.5 million Canadians having sung in a choir during the survey year. Choirs are natural communities, says Dr. Deborah Sheets, lead researcher and founder of Victoria's Intergenerational Voices in Motion Choir. For people living with dementia and their care partners, choirs such as Voices in Motion function as an ideal creative outlet since you've got support and nothing you can do is wrong. You can just be yourself. The focus isn't on dementia, says Sheets, who is also an associate professor of nursing at the University of Victoria. Choirs may even provide a defense against further cognitive and mental decline. Not because the progressive neural pathology of a disease like Alzheimer's can be stopped, it can't, but because the positive impact of social singing may mitigate some of the comorbidities of living with dementia. These include depression, negative affect, poor sleep, Elevated stress and anxiety, says Dr. Stuart MacDonald, Associate Professor of Lifespan Development and Aging at the University of Victoria, and a research advisor to Voices in Motion. By reducing the impact of these core morbidities, you can see boosts in cognitive function because the cognitive resources that all of those core mobilities are drawing upon can be better utilized, says MacDonald. If you can limit depressive symptoms, signs, and stress, you can better make use of your available neural resources. And you see all sorts of residual benefits in terms of affect and psychological well-being, but also in terms of cognitive health. The beauty of choir is that it allows all members to participate as creative equals. While people with dementia may struggle with episodic memory due to damage to the entorinal cortex and the hippocampus, music draws from the brain's emotional and procedural centers, which tend to be better preserved. As with riding a bike or playing an instrument, odds are good that even if someone has dementia, they will recognize familiar songs. Music is drawing upon systems that are spared rather than impaired, and it is really allowing individuals with dementia to be on an equal footing as choir members in many respects, says MacDonald. Participants also learn new songs, including those in other languages, under the guidance of a choir director, says Dr. Sheets, who believes the program reduces the stigma of dementia by challenging perceptions that people may have that once you have dementia, it's all about decline. People can still participate and contribute, effectively engaging with other people in a collaborative way. For Voices in Motion's high school members, participation provides a valuable counterpoint to stereotypes. They become less fearful of dementia, and they can see the potential and possibilities that remain, notes Sheets. Adding that choir participation has facilitated many student-senior friendships and even inspired one former high school member, now a medical student at UBC, to pursue a career working with older adults. The mental health benefits of choir aren't limited to participants with dementia, says MacDonald. His research found moderate to high levels of caregiver distress among Voices in Motion care partners, markers for which were measurably reduced across the program's three-and-a-half-month choir season. 
McDonald credits both the joyful act of group singing as well as social support provided by the program in interaction with other caregivers for this reduction. Sheets, meanwhile, notes that in England, doctors write social prescriptions so patients can join creative arts programs with the costs covered by the government. Given the positive health impacts of programs like Voices in Motion, perhaps a broader conversation around funding for cultural programming is overdue in Canada. To see photos of the Voices in Motion choir and to see the full article, please go to dementiaconnections.ca and search for Voices in Motion. Thank you for listening to the Dementia Connections podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the stories we shared today. Please let us know your thoughts on any of our social media channels. To help our stories reach more people, please rate and review this episode or share it with a friend. Find even more helpful articles at dementiaconnections.ca where you can also sign up for our newsletter for priority access to new articles, inspiring stories, expert advice, and so much more to help you live well despite dementia. Until next week, take good care.